Welcome to Mindful Conversations with Kay. I'm Christy. And I'm Kelly. We are both moms, educators, kidding around yoga teachers, and trainers, and now podcasters. In this podcast, we will talk about using research-based tools and strategies to help increase mindfulness, self-awareness, connection, self-regulation, and peace in your home or classroom. Join us weekly for some fun and insightful conversations where we will take a deep dive into all things kids yoga and mindfulness. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mindful Conversations with Kay. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Christy. Hi. We are very excited today because we have an interview. We love to do the interviews. Hurrah. We are. Yeah, we're very excited. We have um, Laura Bean with us today. And uh, we just want to take a second to say thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your time. We're so glad to have you here. Hello, Laura. My pleasure. Great to be here. Yeah. Why don't you take a minute just to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you found mindfulness in in your own life. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. I teach uh, public high school and work with English learners here. I've I've been in the public schools for about 12 years now and um, uh, have had a a very long journey with uh, mindfulness, meditation, um, really, really came out of yoga uh, in my early 20s. Um, and, you know, practicing Shavasana was like my, my absolute favorite part of the yoga practice, you know, the death pose. And uh, just those few moments, like I felt like I was there for the whole, the, the whole hour just for that, just for those few m- moments at the end, you know. And uh, was dealing with a lot of anxiety, um, you know, of just like after having been like a good student in school and graduating from college and then just feeling totally unmoored and uh, uh, just, you know, trying to find, you know, where, where, where was my place in the world? Um, and so found my way to yoga and just so grateful to my yoga teachers uh, early on and you know, my, my young adulthood, um, and, um, have been practicing, you know, movement and meditation for, um, about 30 years now. So. Wonderful. That is, um, always so interesting to hear everybody's story and how, how they find their way to, to yoga and mindfulness. Mine also was through a bit of anxiety. And so I can totally relate with that. And also, um, have pulled mainly on the meditation, mindfulness, and breath work for me um, uh, of the practices is really what what anchors me. So mm. I can definitely relate to that. Mm. And then when did you sort of start exploring about um, bringing mindfulness into your your work with education? Um, when I so I lived uh, in Japan for ten years and taught university students there, and when and I was like doing it was kind of like in deep uh, meditation training during that decade, um, and when I came back to the to the U.S., um, I settled here in the Bay Area and um, 
learned about uh, Dr. Amy Saltzman, who uh, she wrote the foreword to my book. She's an MD, and she she wrote a book called Still Quiet Place. Um, that's um, uh, really one of the first books around uh, sharing mindfulness with young people. And um, so I, I took a course with her and then shadowed her uh, leading a course with tweens. And, and um, so that was really, she was really my first uh, mentor around this and just was just so excited about it to see that, you know, it was possible and um, and so absolutely necessary, um, uh, you know, with what I experienced and and noticed in in the young people I was working with in um, in a middle school um, in the, uh, here in the in the East Bay. Yeah, we talk a lot about um, how mindfulness um, really needs to be the foundation of education because we know when students are not grounded and feeling safe and, um, you know, in a, a state of fight or flight that they can't learn, right? Mm -hmm. And they can't um, be creative and mm. um, be good problem solvers. So yeah, it really has such a strong, strong, um, you know, reasons for why education should all, you know, be, have a foundation in mindfulness. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then can you, yes, yep. <laughs> and then can you talk for a, a little bit can you talk a little bit about mindfulness in the writing process and mm -hmm. kind of its role in in fostering a compassionate learning environment. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be glib about the yip. It's just that I sometimes I feel like yeah. I'm I feel like I'm in a little bit of an echo chamber, you know, because it's like, yeah, we all really, really believe <laughs> we all really believe right. this is, you know, this is the plate that everything else sits on, you know. And like at my school, like we like they have this infographic, like kind of, I guess you call it infographic of like, you know, how can we get to rigor is like the pinnacle you know, and they're, they're just deciding, you know, this, our, our, our debate, you know, for our, our, in our planning meeting on Monday was, should we include uh, social emotional learning and mental health as one of the pillars, you know, along with uh, feeling safe um, uh, and forget what the other one was, but it was like, should the, should social emotional learning be, be one pillar to, uh, to get to rigor, you know? And I was like, no, I think it's more like social emotional learning and we can put safety in with that is this is the foundation, foundation. of like, it's like a pyramid, you know, to arrive at the rigor, uh, to, uh, to arrive at having an academic identity, but it, it, it has to start with, uh, you know, being kind to oneself, you know, as and, and being aware of one's negative self-talk and how that's, uh, you know, and what the anxiety that that produces. Uh, and, um, you know, just to, you know, so I'm just really, really big on on self-compassion and on you know the 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 hand on the heart and the you know this is hard this is hard for us to show up here day after day for us to 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 be together in this in this system you know and let's let's be kind to ourselves let's be kind to each other you know as here we find ourselves you know so all, all to say that <laughs> yeah 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 
So, and your question, your your question was around the mind, around combining mindfulness and writing. And writing, yeah. Yeah. So, so these have been, uh, you know, two two avenues that I've used uh, since my early twenties uh, to work with uh, my own challenging emotions and my own uh, coming to a sense of myself and my own identity. Um, and um, so, and you know, as uh, I. I I teach English and, but mostly I teach English language development. And so, you know, what I'm paid to do is to teach writing, reading and writing, you know, so, uh, so being able to, you know, integrate mindfulness into, uh, into these, these academic skills was really, um, uh, I don't know, I say a no brainer for me, you know, like this was, this was uh, where it was going to happen. Um, and uh, because of you know the the mental health crisis among young people today, it's like I really feel strongly that uh, it needs to be in, you know like the Surgeon General uh, said himself, you know this needs to be an all hands on deck approach, you know. So how can we all do our best uh, in each you know throughout the day to 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 help students to stay self regulated. Um, and um, so, but yeah, in terms of in terms of my class, um, you know, uh, writing is a, just a beautiful means of of um, of self discovery, uh, and uh, along with um, the mindfulness practice. Can you talk a little bit? So you wrote a book, um, writing to the core, right? Is that the correct title? It's it's right to the core. Right to the core. Right. I'm sorry. So right to the core. So. Mm -hmm. You've created actually a whole curriculum in, in doing what you just spoke about, incorporating mindfulness in the writing process. So can you just go into that a little bit? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? How does that, how does it work? Sure. So, um, so there are 12 lessons uh, in the book and each one is centered around a theme such as, you know, self-compassion, gratitude, empathy, and compassion for others. Um, and uh, each of the lessons is centered around an anchor poem. And, um, and so I was very cognizant as I was developing it that it did meet academic reading and writing standards, as well as, as um, uh, you know, the social emotional learning uh, uh, competencies. So, uh, so, so a lesson usually begins with um, uh, a quick write where students are, you know, tap their background knowledge uh, around uh, the theme of the lesson. Um, and then uh, we move into uh, a brief mindfulness practice, usually five to seven minutes. Um, and then the teacher reads the poem at the end of the at the end of the practice. Uh, and then um, then th there are play sheets for students to um, uh, fill in missing missing words from the poem so that each they, they do there's a it's like a closed listening activity and they um, each get their own copy of the poem which then they can you know highlight words or phrases that spoke to them and um, and just really just uh, say what the poem what they feel like the poem is saying to them um, and then um, then it goes into a more uh, more academic um, uh, text-dependent questions around vocabulary, using context clues, citing textual evidence, 
uh, poetic tools. So it, it's all in there. All, the, the academics are all in there. Um, and um, and then you know the grand finale is the students get to uh, brainstorm ideas uh, in in uh, different categories that relate uh, that are in in the poem and then um, write their own version of the poem. So it's kind of like a if you're familiar with Mad Libs, it's kind of a little bit like that. But uh, the students. Uh, the students come up with some some beautiful uh, stuff. It's you know I mean I've been developing this curriculum for about seven years now, and um, and they you know they continue to blow me away with with what they write. Um, so I'm 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 all about play and joy and creativity. Um, you know my background is is as a is as a, a creative writer and. And uh, so, so it's that kind of that kind of joy and creativity that I that keeps me in the profession, um, and that uh, you know I hope can keep some other teachers in the profession. Yeah, have, have you always? Sorry, <laughs> Kelly. I mean, cut you off. No, that's okay. Go have ahead. You, have you always been a writer? Like, did you write as poetry when you were a child? Like, how have has this always been a part of your life? Um. Uh, not really. I um, I would say more uh, in my in my twenties is really when I started writing. Yeah. Really yeah. neat. I I love the the whole process that you talked about. There, there's so much I I want to I want to say about it. But I love that uh, you not only are talking about the social emotional part and with the poem I'm sure the poems are very strategically chosen based mm -hmm. on all of those factors like self-compassion that you were and those things you were talking about but also that you include that five to seven minute mindfulness practice which to me and Christy is is you know our, our resident artist um, and so you can probably speak to this <laughs> Christy but you know that mindfulness practice um, as part of the creative process, I really think is so important and what opens the door to our creativity when we can ground ourselves and be be in that moment. Mm. Mm. yeah, i'm I'm listening to to how you're describing some of the writing process. and i I do um dot painting, mandala painting. Oh, and so for me, there's just no better way to just be in the present moment. I mean, you can't, you can't be anywhere else. You've got to be in the moment. And when I'm teaching a, a workshop where we're dot painting, you know, we do a centering activity at the very beginning. We do a grounding mm -hmm. activity. Feel your mm -hmm. feet where you're seated and then just take a moment to just land in the space. You know, mm -hmm. we work on breath, you know, breathing as we're doing it. Because one of the things as, you know, with painting is people have a tendency to hold their breath, like especially mm -hmm. the dot painting it's Oh, before you mm -hmm. drop that. So, you know, we work on, you know, the breathing. So I'm, mm. I'm listening to you talk about writing and, you know, it, it's just, I feel like there's a lot of similarities. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Any, any creative endeavor, you know, even a math problem, Sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, being able to find, being able to, to find your feet and, you know, feel your bottom on your chair mm -hmm. is good for any, any, any subject, you know, yeah. and any creative endeavor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 100% for mm -hmm. sure. I, I love it so much. Um, you um, had a have a sample of a student's uh, poetry in, in one of the lessons that you uh, you did. And um, you, we have an audio clip that we're going to share of that student's work. And then we can chat about that after. And, and you can talk a little bit more about, about that. The title is The Lion's Life. 
Who made the lion? The one who has to hunt. The one who is powerful. Who is unbreakable. I don't know exactly what life is. I do know how to use my mindfulness. How to chase my dreams, how to move forward. Tell me why is love so hard to find? Tell me when I can be myself. So what did your poem mean to you? Be yourself. Okay, and how did it feel to express yourself through a poem? Uh, it felt good because I'm really, you know, not really comfortable with other people. So like it, it expressed a lot when I uh, wrote this poem because it's about being powerful and never being unbreakable. Because in life you can't be, you know, broken. You gotta move forward and enjoy what you have. So, uh, so this this student um, was uh, a twelfth grade uh, regular uh, gen gen ed student, not not an English learner, um, but uh, somebody who was very shy, and I didn't didn't hear much from all year. Um, and then I had them um, work with a partner and film each other reading a poem that they had written. Um, it's and this is based on uh, Mary Oliver's poem, uh, "The Summer Day," mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, so yeah, Andrew's Andrew's poem about you know channeling uh, the this uh, fierce energy of the lion uh, mm -hmm. was just was just really beautiful to see, and to see him really stepping into his his power um and um and he actually even mentioned mindfulness which was pretty awesome you know <laughs> yeah. so because with the teenagers it is not um you know it's not a walk in the park teaching mindfulness to teenagers and i think that that's <laughs> a lot of time that's why why it it falls down in high school and i do feel you know part of the impetus for creating this uh for uh, for the secondary student is because, you know, it's, it's at in high school when, you know, the, the uh, consequences are so much greater for, um, you know, moments of, uh, for mindless moments. And uh, so I feel like it's really, really important. And I think, you know, the research has found that when it's combined uh, with academic content, um, or things around, you know, social justice, uh, that there's, there's a lot more buy-in uh, from students. So, uh, so yeah, that, that was a beautiful, uh, beautiful piece. Yeah. Um, Mary Oliver's, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the poem, The Summer Day, but, um, you know, I, I don't know if you would like me to, to read that as well. Yes. It, it could go, that could go um, good with the with the clip to understand. So uh, The Summer Day by Mary Oliver. Um, who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? This grasshopper, I mean, the one who has flung herself out of the grass, the one who is eating sugar out of my hand, who is moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down who is gazing around with her enormous and complicated eyes. Now she lifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what a prayer is, 
I do know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I have been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Oh, beautiful. Wow. So, so it's really uh, very uh, appropriate for these 12th graders who are just about to launch, you know, to, to reflect on that question of what they plan to do with their one wild and precious life. <laughs> Yeah. And, and as a, as a mom of, of teenagers, my, my, I'm relating this, my son, I have a son who's going to be a senior next year. He just finishing tomorrow, his junior year. And fantastic. Uh, yes. And mm -hmm. writing for him is he's actually an excellent writer, uh, but he has the biggest challenge. And I imagine I, as an educator, I know that a lot of kids have this challenge with just getting started. Mm. right and I think mm. that this process that you teach can be so helpful with that mm. yeah I mean it's it's pretty foolproof uh you know I've I've created a, a scaffolding and there's like a beginning level uh that's more for an English learner basic level uh where they can also draw a picture um, and, uh, and then, you know, more intermediate where there's suggestions, uh, but they, it, it, it all starts with, you know, brainstorming things in different categories. And it really helps because I think, I think students are not very clear about what the writing process actually is. And it starts with brainstorming. It doesn't start with a blank page and write your paragraph or your write essay, yeah. you know? So, so I feel like the brainstorming piece is so important for them to learn, not only only for this activity, but for, for, for their other writing as well. Um, and uh, so, yeah. And I think, I think a lot of what you talked in the beginning about, about that negative self-talk mm -hmm. and that, that dialogue we have going on plays into that as well, because um, we're, we're judging what we're about to write before we even get it on the paper that, mm. no, that not, that's not it. That's not the right thing to put down. That's, you know, and, we absolutely in that loop and so i think the mindfulness practice um is really important um to to help us get over that that negative self-talk and kind of put out that, put that to the side and just get it down on the paper which is what i always say to my son just just get this something down on the paper and then mm. go from, from there <laughs> doesn't that, have to come out non, perfect. that non-judgment piece is so mm -hmm. hard i mean and mm -hmm. i i talk about that with the art too and whenever i'm teaching a workshop too that's one of the hardest things for folks is just to just to let go and just enjoy the process. And, mm. you know, especially with when we're doing a mandala, you know, we start with that centerpiece and then we kind of grow from there. And so, you know, oftentimes when they first start, they're like, they put down, they're like, oh, that's out, that's out of alignment or that doesn't look right. And then they start mm. to to do the, the next row of dots. And then as they build, it's like, oh, okay, actually that's coming together and it looks really cool. Mm. But so it's just letting go, enjoy the process and right. judgment. Yeah. 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 And they can, they can really go to some pretty, uh, pretty deep places and really uh, write about, uh, you know, trauma that they've, they've experienced in their life. So, uh, you know, the, the lessons kind of, I, I like to say that they, 
they they loosely follow the emotional arc of the of the school year uh, from you know kind of the excitement of the new year uh, in August and September to you know some can be some pretty you know it wears off you know and then we can get into some some pretty uh, you know low places around November, December, you know, and then there's kind of January and there's like, you know, there's kind of a renewed brightness uh, with the new year. And we, there we talk about uh, our habits, challenging, you know, our habits. And, um, and in the spring, um, we, we talk about forgiveness. Um, and uh, so, so there's, uh, if I may, there's another uh, short uh, poem that I'd like to just read that a student wrote uh, based on the, uh, the poem is called Revenge by uh, the Palestinian poet Taha Muhammad Ali. And um, uh, I'll just read just a short piece from his poem yes. and then the student version of uh, okay. Revenge. At times, I wish I could meet in a duel the man who killed my father and raised our home, expelling me into a narrow country. And if he killed me, I'd rest at last. And if I were ready, I would take my revenge. But if it came to light when my rival appeared that he had a mother waiting for him or a father who'd put his right hand over the heart's place in his chest whenever his son was late, even by just a quarter hour for a meeting they'd set. Then I would not kill him, even if I could. And this this poem goes on for about, it's like a 60 line uh, poem. And, uh, and I distilled it down to um, about nine. And, uh, and this is, uh, this was written by another 12th grade student uh, named uh, Samantha, who was a very, very high achieving college bound student, um, and was deeply impacted by her father leaving their family. And I, I just learned about this uh, through her writing. Um, it's called Father. Wow, I, 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 Got goosebumps when you read that <laughs> other poem. <laughs> At times, I wish I could skin him alive while he watches. The man who made me unable to accept love and preoccupied his life with everything but me. But if it came to light when the man appeared that he had a niece who loved to FaceTime every night and a mother who depended on him then I would not harm him, even if I could. I can imagine um, that this process for, for the students can, can be somewhat, can be healing, mm. you know, being able to express, express those emotions, which really, you know, brings us back to our social emotional learning, you know, aspect, mm. um, you know, we, we've been, talking about that based on your, you know, with writing, which is what, what you teach, but, you know, as you said, it, it's really has a place in all, you know, all, all curriculum. So any tips for teachers who maybe are not writing teachers, um, who teach other areas, uh, just some general, um, ways that they can use mindfulness, um, and social emotional learning, um, in, within their, their curriculum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, 
you know, I like to say that uh, whether or not you ever teach your students mindfulness, uh, it's important for you to practice. Um, you know, so our own our own personal practice is 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 step one, and that can be you know that can be as simple as as feeling our feet, um, you know, dropping our shoulders, um, you know, connecting with our own breath. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I learned through my, uh, my, my research around neuroscience and positive psychology and in, in creating the lessons um, was the importance of uh, emotional co-regulation, you know, that, yeah. that, that young people need us to calm our nervous systems down, <laughs> you know, so that they can, they can lean on us to, to regulate themselves you know, and so, so it's, um, yeah, it's just, we have a responsibility um, uh, to do that. And uh, so, so yeah, begin your own practice. And it can be as easy, you know, these beautiful apps um, uh, that are available on our, on our phones. <laughs> mm -hmm. I use, I listen to Calm almost every day. I absolutely love Calm. <laughs> um yep. and uh so you know it's just it's just so beautiful what's what's available and you know whether it's just you know as we take a walk from our classroom to use the use the loo or you know to be able to to step outside and just look up at the blue sky and take a breath you know so we we have to we have to find ways throughout the day to make our work easier and to, uh, you know, to be able to uh, support our students the best we can. So um, I, I, I do believe that education, uh, it needs to change. And I believe that step by step, you know, it, it will change. Mm -hmm. So, and I think a lot of it is just the time urgency, which is just part of our society anyway. You know, so, 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 you know, there's a big, there's a big, tide uh, you know this rushing river that's going in one direction and you know this is this is upstream <laughs> you know yeah. and uh but um but the, the you know the benefits of it are just so 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 fantastic and like i said before you know i think it's gonna help to keep keep more teachers in the field yeah no, no question. Well, and, and I know this is a this is a podcast. People are listening. You guys, but Kelly and I are a couple of bobbleheads over here because we are we are nodding along as you were talking about <laughs> this whole idea of like you're. I feel like we're kind of beating a dead horse over here. We say this. I feel like on almost every podcast we do, it's like the the importance of your own personal practice mm. and just and and it doesn't have to be this massively daunting task. It's something mm. as simple, like you said, as you know, something as simple as feeling your feet or feeling yourself, feeling your seat, you know, and this, this mm -hmm. sort of thing. And it, and it can be a simple process, pause, look up at the blue sky. Those are, mm -hmm. those are easy things that we can mm -hmm. do. We don't take a, a great deal of time. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. Kelly, Kelly and I were, uh, we, 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 I feel like, again, I feel like we say that on, on every podcast, the importance mm -hmm. of being, being a good model, you know, because mm -hmm. they, they need, they need to see us doing mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think just uh, for us to uh, do the the work that we need to do uh, in terms of, you know, um, looking at uh, our own trauma 
and uh so this is this is less you know this is this is more than just finding your feet you know this is this is doing the hard work of developing as a human being you know and um and so so to be able to be to become more emotionally intelligent ourselves you know um requires us to to you know to take a look at our stuff because we will be triggered you know mm-hmm. we are we are triggered and we do experience vicarious trauma from our students so uh you know um yeah it's it's important that we do uh you know our own um our own growth and and therapy as well yeah for yeah. sure yeah 100% well this has been so wonderful i've enjoyed this conversation so much. How about just share with our listeners where they can find you, where they can find your resources, anything else that you want to to point them in that direction? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my website is mindfulliteracy.com, uh, two L's in the middle, mindfulliteracy.com. And I'm Laura Bean at Mindful Literacy. You can also uh, find me on, on social media. And um, yeah, thank you so much for for having me on your show. It's been beautiful to talk with you both. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. It's so important, and uh, we we just we really appreciate your time and uh, appreciate you coming on the show. And thank everybody, you. thanks for listening in, and we look forward to our next mindful conversation. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to subscribe and give us a written review to help us reach others and share all the benefits of kids yoga and mindfulness. If you want more information on all that Kidding Around Yoga has to offer, you can find us at kiddingaroundyoga.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Kidding Around Yoga. We will meet you back here next week for another fun conversation with Christy and Kelly.